Happy opening day week to all those who celebrate. Thank you for listening to the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Happy Monday. I am your host, Lauren Campbell of Nesson. Been in this crazy and wild Boston media scene now for seven years. So I grew up in the Boston area, lifelong Red Sox fan. Love being able to talk Red Sox with you day in and day out. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Today, we're going to go over the Red Sox cuts that happened over the weekend. We're going to play who's hot, who's not in spring training and end this show as we always do on a positive note. So let's get to it. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just a quick note, I am flying solo today. My co-host, Massachusetts Pirates team insider, Jake Ignazuski, will be back later this week. So it is just me today. So let's chat about the Red Sox cuts that happened over the weekend. The cuts will become more frequent because their, their roster does need to get to 28 very, very soon. These cuts and these re- reassignments to AAA really come to no surprise. You have Bizarro, you have Hernandez, who are optioned to AAA. And then you had Caleb Ort, Derek Holland, Kristen Stewart, and Yolmer Sanchez that were reassigned to minor league camp. Derek Holland could opt out of his contract, but he decided to accept his assignment. And he took to Twitter to kind of be, to kind of explain why he took the assignment. And he said, I took the assignment because I've only been able to showcase two innings. All of my other games that have been backfield, and it's a great organization to be a part of. So I want to stay and see where this road takes me. It's going to be a lot of fun with these guys. And I think that kind of says it right there, kind of the player he is and the person he is. He wants to be here, and he also wants to prove himself. You know, he did say he wasn't able to showcase really his best stuff. So he will go to AAA Worcester, and I feel like the Woo Sox are going to be a lot of fun in, in 2022. They were a lot of fun in 2021. And they showcase a ton of talent. I mean, outside of the pitchers, you have Jaron Duran down there. You're going to have Tristan Cassis just waiting to get to, if he doesn't start in AAA, just get to AAA and get to MLB. So you have a ton of talent down in Worcester. And I don't, like I said, these cuts are are no surprise. I think that uh, maybe Jonathan Avaruz, there's some people who maybe are, why didn't he get get uh, reassigned to Worcester or option to Worcester? And it, I think part of that is because he is on the 40-man roster already and he's been just fine in spring training. And maybe he'll get cut before before opening day and then start the season in Worcester. He did prove last year to be competent enough and it, he was he did come in clutch during the time during a time when the Red Sox really, really needed somebody during that COVID outbreak. He had the the walk off home run or the walk off hit. I'm a big Jonathan Aruz guy. I mean, I I love I love the player. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. And will he ever be a star? Probably not. But I do think with the the players that were optioned and the players who were reassigned to minor league camp, I think that it makes sense to keep Jonathan Aruz 
uh, with the Red Sox for the at least for the time being. Yes, they still need help in the bullpen. They have showcased that time and time again this spring training. Um, we'll we'll talk about that in the second segment when we play who's hot, who's not. But no, Jonathan Arruz, no somebody like Yalmar Sanchez. They don't help the pitching by any means. I I know that, and they need help with pitching. And this is going to be probably a conversation we have all season long is going to be about the pitching, about the bullpen in particular, because even with the absence of Chris Sale, you do have people you can slot into the rotation. But if your starters can't go four or five innings, and then you have a slew of people in the bullpen that you can't really trust, it's going to get, it's going to get messy. And Alex Cora on Saturday said that Matt Barnes' velocity definitely is an area of concern. He's not throwing as hard as he was at this point last season. And he's still in the 90s, but it's the low 90s. And if he's going to be your closer and you're already concerned about him, I'm concerned then. And again, this kind of goes back to the moves they made or lack of moves they made when it comes to pitching. Yes, Michael Waka. Yes, James Paxton. Yes, Hansel Robles. But James Paxton won't start the season on time. We knew that. You don't really know what you're going to get with Michael Waka. Hansel Robles, I mean, I don't know. I Yes, he came and he had good, good appearances last season. But nine times out of ten, I'm not going to trust him. They don't have that trusty setup guy. They don't have that trusty guy who can go two, three innings maybe. And they do have Garrett Whitlock, but you can't overuse him in the beginning of the season and just burn out his arm before you even get to the all-star break that would just be irresponsible but we have seen pitchers get overused get burnt out before the all-star break or before the playoffs happen and then it's just a a big mess so Alex Cora is concerned about Matt Barnes which means I'm concerned about Matt Barnes I know I'm sure a lot of people already were concerned about him before spring training even started because of how he ended last season I mean he went from being unhittable to being left off of postseason rosters, to only getting on to postseason rosters because of injury. So there's definitely an area of concern there. I don't think Bizardo or Hernandez are really people to kind of fill that void. Um, I do think that we'll see them both in MLB. I mean, Red Sox fans have seen Hernandez for several times. I don't think there's any reason we won't see either of those pitchers, but I don't want them to come into a situation where Red Sox fans are already livid at this bullpen situation. And it's like, oh, hey, save our bullpen right now. Save our bullpen for this game or for this series. So I don't know. I mean, I just went on a tangent about cuts to Matt Barnes, to the closer, to the bullpen. This is what's always going to happen. This, the bullpen is always going to be a topic of conversation because they didn't really do much to bolster that. And they were... I don't want to say they were happy with what they have. I just, they didn't go out and they didn't spend the money on a reliever or another closer or another setup guy, someone to just kind of keep this bullpen together so you don't overuse those guys. But enough bullpen talk, enough Matt Barnes talk. Let's talk about who is hot and who's not during spring training in our second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. We are also going to be talking about some odds, and some of them do include Matt Barnes. And thanks to Bet Online, I was able to get all of those numbers because BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcast, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Check out Locked On MLB Prospects because host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's play who's hot and who's not in spring training. It's just a few players. I picked three players from for who's hot and who's not. And hopefully who's hot can continue to stay who's hot in the regular season, who's not and who really hasn't been. Hopefully they can turn it around and pick it up in the regular season because the guys who are not hot are going to be, or they need to be reliable for the Red Sox. So let's start with who's hot, and that is Raphael Devers. He is hitting 450. He's got home run after home run. He just he can't seem to stop hitting home runs in spring training. He does have six strikeouts in 22 plate appearances. So while that is a bit of an area of concern. His 450 average, I feel like if he can carry that kind of ratio into the regular season, the strikeouts really won't be too much of a problem. But of course, that that average, the home runs, if he can continue that, he's going to have a very, very successful season for the Red Sox and certainly play his way into a hefty contract extension, which I know Red Sox fans have been calling for as soon as this lockout ended. Uh, Bobby Delbeck is our second who's hot in spring training. He has three home runs. He has nine RBI. Really just kind of picked up where he left off in the regular season. And we've mentioned this before. He had a stellar, stellar second half of the 2021 season. Maybe that was because the Red Sox brought in Kyle Schwarber to play first base. But regardless, he's continuing to show his power. He's continuing to score runs and drive in runs for the Red Sox. They certainly will need that in the regular season, especially if pitching is going to become an issue. Speaking of pitching, Nate Ovaldi is our third who's hot in spring training. He's pitched seven innings this spring. He has two earned runs, three hits, nine strikeouts. But most importantly, he has not surrendered a walk. Walks were an issue for a lot of pitchers last season. And of course, you never want to give the opponents a free base runner. So for him to be limiting his walks this early, I think is a very, very good sign. He knows that he needs to be the ace of the staff until Chris Sale comes back. He did that in 2021. And he's making his contract extension look really, really, really good. So I love what I've seen from Alvaldi this, this spring training. I have confidence that it'll carry over into the regular season. He knows what he's up against. He knows he can handle this kind of heat. So I, like I said, love what I've seen from Alvaldi. Excited to see what he does for opening day in just a few days. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Now let's talk about who's not. And the first person is Rich Hill. I love Rich Hill. I love that he's back with Boston, but he has a 935 ERA over eight and two thirds innings. He's given up 14 hits and opponents are hitting 350 against him. That's not ideal for somebody who could be fighting for a rotation spot. Um, it's not good. It's These are not numbers that you want to see a potential starter or even person in the bullpen. Rich Hill has been reliable in the past. He is getting older. He is 42. I think we know that comes with a territory that he's not going to have the stuff he had 15 years ago, 20 years ago, even 10 years ago. This is what happens with players and, and pitchers in particular. But the 14 hits, the the ERA, it's just, it, it's not, 
it's not good. And I hope that he can turn that around because, again, pitching is a problem for the Red Sox going into the season. And to see these numbers from from a veteran, from someone who's familiar with with the Red Sox organization, is not ideal. Another pitcher who is not hot in spring training is Tanner Houck, and he also is fighting for a rotation spot for for the Red Sox. And Alex Cora has said throughout spring training that he most likely will get one of those spots. He's given up eight walks, which is not ideal in the least. He's hit three batters. He does have 10 strikeouts, but he does have five earned runs with a not ideal looking 178 whip. Tanner Houck has good stuff. We know that good stuff is there. We know he struggles through the third time around in the Red Sox lineup. He's so close. He's He just needs that third pitch. He needs that confidence. He needs to continue to be stretched out. I'm not concerned about his long-term development by any means, but short-term, this is not good for his confidence. And I know last season, though he was up and down, Houck was up and down between Boston and Worcester. I believe it was seven times. He had an amazing mindset throughout the whole thing. He was so positive. He took it in stride. He never complained. And it sounds like he's going to be with the Red Sox long-term this season. That sounds like that's the plan here. It's just not a good first showing. It's not a good first impression. The eight walks, that's way too many walks. The, the 10 strikeouts, yes, that's nice. But when you're giving up the five earned runs, when you have that 178 whip and you're fighting for a spot in a rotation that you're probably going to get, it's probably going to make Red Sox fans just go like, oh, this is not, not ideal. And our third and final who's not hot in spring training is J.D. Martinez. I, I like Tanner Houck. I'm not concerned by any means. I think it's just spring training. It's a time for J.D. to get his, his feet under him, get his bat right. He doesn't have any extra base hits, and he has struck out 10 times, and he's only batting 208. Again, not the J.D. Martinez Red Sox fans have come to know and love these last four or five seasons. But again, I think it's just a matter of he's using spring training to get himself right. I think he'll be just fine when the regular season comes around. But it's never, never good to see one of your bigger bats, to see these players who have come in clutch for the Red Sox, who the Red Sox are depending on for a ton of offense. It's not ideal to see Someone like J.D. Martinez have be in spring training without any extra base hits and striking out 10 times. Again, I'm not concerned. I think he'll be fine in the regular season. we back to hitting home runs in no time, extra base hits in no time. It's going to be fine. So my favorite thing about spring training really is seeing the odds come out, whether it's player props, whether it's odds to win the AL East. And I was looking over them on Bet Online, and I just kind of wanted to go over a few I'll start with the odds to win the AL East. Toronto, to the surprise of nobody, is at the top at 165. The Yankees are just behind them. Well, not really just behind them. They are quite behind them at 225. Then the Rays, 260. The Red Sox at 600. And the Orioles, poor, lowly Baltimore Orioles. Shout out Connor of Lockdown O's. They are at 5,000. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to take the, those odds. If you do, all the power to you. But again, we the Red Sox are coming in at fourth. I think that... With their, with their pitching in particular, I think that's a fair place to put them. I am very optimistic about this team. I'm a very optimistic person in, in general. But I think that, you know, the, Toronto had a stellar offseason. They, they replaced what they needed. They added. They're just, they're a really good team. The Yankees, I think their rotation has a lot of questions. I would put the Rays over the Yankees. I'm not a, I'm not a bookmaker. I'm not an odds maker. I'm not... 
I'm not a professional better. So I'm not, I mean, I am going to argue that I think the race should be above the Yankees, but I don't think the Red Sox should be so far behind. I, I don't know. Again, maybe I, I'm not a, a, I'm not a professional better or anything like that, but I think that the Red Sox and Yankees are going to be a lot closer than people think. Maybe we'll all be surprised in the end. Maybe the Yankees will win the AL East. Maybe the, the Red Sox will win the AL East. I think the safest bet is just not taking the Orioles to win anything just because I don't know, but maybe, maybe they will be good soon. They are stacking up their farm system. So all the power to the Orioles. I also had to check out the over-unders for certain players for Evaldi. There are his over-under for total wins in 2022 is 11. I'm going to take the over. He did have 11 last season, but I just think that he's ready to really step up and kind of mirror what he did last year and build off of last year. So I think I'm going to take the over with the 11 wins. Raphael Devers total home runs is 30, uh, 36. He had 38 last season. I'm going to hammer the over. I just think, again, he wants that contract extension. He's had a stellar spring training. I think that he's going to continue that right into the regular season. Trevor Story, his total home runs is, uh, his over-under is 29 and a half. He had 24 last season. He's only hit 29 twice in his career, but I'm going to go over. I think that a new team, new scenery, new contract, a great team to be a part of. I think that he's going to love playing at Fenway. I think he's going to hit a lot of home runs. And I think that he'll get that over by like maybe three, four home runs. So I'm going to take the over. Xander Bogarts, his total RBI is over under for 91 and a half. He had 79 last season and has only hit over or drove in 91 runs uh, twice in his career. I'm going to take the under. Uh, that's not a shot at Xander by any means, but I'm not going to take the under by a whole lot. I think he'll have 75 to like 78. I think 91, it's, it's, I think he's capable of it. He, he hits in a spot that he certainly could drive in those runs, but he's only hit over 91 RBI twice. So I think that I'm going to, Take the under. I'll love to go back at the end of the season and see how good or bad I did. I'm terrible at predictions. I'm just, I'm, I'm never good at them. They're never right. They're always very, very wrong, but we'll see going into, into the season. We're going to end this show on our mental health minute in our third segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. But as I always do, I need to tell you about Built Bar before we get into our final segment. It's that time of the year again. It's April. It's baseball season. It's right there. My New Year's resolutions by this time are so far gone out the window, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eating right. I'm getting married in four months, and Built Bar has helped me keep my eating right on track. It's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating Built Bars. And if you haven't tried the Puffs, make sure you do because it's one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, so they're pro they have plenty of protein. They're fluffy. They're obviously marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're like a little treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. In fact, all Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low calorie. They're high protein. You can replace your candy bars with these. You'll barely notice a difference. If you go to Bilt.com right now and scroll down to their macros chart, you'll be blown away. Most Bilt Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And the flavors, there's something for everyone. There's mint brownie, there's coconut almond, my personal favorite, cookies and cream, and they're always coming out with new flavors. Head on over to Built.com right now, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. 
That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're going to jump into our mental health minute. It's not as fun to do this without Jake because we love bouncing just like the positivity off one another. But this past week, it was I had so much on my plate. I definitely overwhelmed myself. I overworked myself. But at the end of the day, when I, I had my day off on Saturday and I was able to just really decompress, I got to see some friends from Pennsylvania who came into Boston. We were able to get lunch with them. We did a tour of Fenway Park. And then I was able to celebrate my best friend and my maid of honor's birthday, which is a small cookout with her friends, her boyfriend, her family, and her boyfriend's family. And everything from the past week, from the past month, really, that's just been stressing me out, just completely melted away. It is so, so important to take time for yourself, to take time for your friends, and to just really not even think about what is going on in your life at times. I know that life can get so stressful and get very overwhelming. But just one day out in Boston with my friends and my fiance was exactly what I needed to just decompress, get ready to kick this week's behind and just get ready for a new week, get ready for baseball and get ready to talk to you about baseball Monday through Friday. We're going to have games. We're probably going to have controversy. We're going to have tons of crossover episodes. So there's so much to look forward to. I'm so grateful that I was able to just decompress and just kind of forget about life for a little while. But I think that's a really good spot to end this Monday's episode of Locked on Red Sox. As always, thank you for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Rate, review, and subscribe to Locked on Red Sox right here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Locked on Red Sox on Twitter at LO underscore Red Sox, Jake at Jake Iggy, and me at La 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 Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. Check out all the other Locked On shows across the network. Locked On Yankees, Locked On Rays, Locked On O's. Connor does a really good job about a team that doesn't have a whole lot to root for right now. Be sure to check back this week for all these other amazing episodes of Locked On Red Sox we have planned for you. We have special guests. We have an AL East roundtable. We will have a crossover with Stacy and Abby of Locked On Yankees. We have a ton of amazing content to get you ready for opening day. We cannot wait. Thank you once again for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. Now go make your second listen a Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, friend of the pod, but please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are just days away from opening day. Let's go Sox!